Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. And joining me is co-host Hannah Garcia, an associate with the firm. Today is Friday, March 3rd. It's the first week of the last last month of Q1. And it's been an interesting month so far. And Hannah, you want to kick us off with talk about some of the city hall changes that broke on March 1st? Yeah, so on March 1st, we got some news that there's been some more shakeups just at the, you know, higher levels of department heads. Um, and so it's kind of like a blast from the past, as a lot of the, um, you know, headlines said. So Jesus Garza, um, our interim city manager, appointed several new people to um, due to retirement. So Ray Ariano, our um, uh, assistant city manager of mm-hmm. public safety, he's going to retire um, he's had a great career and served the city really well, but he's actually going to retire. And so he'll be replaced by, do you remember the name, AJ? I do. It's Bruce Mills, who's a former assistant chief or assistant uh, police chief for Austin Police Department. Um, and also, too, just, we'll, we'll we'll run through these here, but we may, we have a, a blog post we'll put up in the show notes. Um, but yeah, we have Saray Arianalo uh, leaving ACM for public safety. This public safety includes... Uh, EMS, fire, the police. Um, and just for those, as a quick pullback, for those who aren't aware, under the, under the city manager, the city manager is the CEO of the city. Uh, there are several assistant city managers who themselves have coverage over key city departments, um, Ray being one of those, but uh, and several others. We, right, currently, there's an interim, there's an interim position for Austin, or the city, assistant city manager, rather, over mobility, which includes the airport, as well as Austin Transportation Department. And speaking of the airport, that was also one of the, the announcements on Monday, yeah. on uh, sorry, Wednesday as well. Yeah, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Yafter, um, former executive director now, she's going to be re- she's going to be resigning and being replaced by Jim Smith, um, who formerly was the executive director. He's going to reprise his role in the interim capacity. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing with Jim as well was prior to being ED, or and it was ED, he was executive director for uh, for Burns for the airport. From 2001 2019 but prior to that from 1992 to 2000 he was an assistant city manager so i mean his tenure he was he was an acm under our current interim uh jesus garza city manager jesus garza um and also coming back to city hall is laura hoffman who most recently well she founded a company most recently civic soul uh consulting firm but Prior to that, most recently, she was the president and CEO of the Austin Chamber of the Greater Austin Chamber of Commerce. In 2020, uh, she came on board right in the kind of the, the heat of the pandemic through 2023, um, ending. She ended the, the chamber at the end of last year, and so uh, you know she had also served as, as assistant assistant city manager from 2002 to, to 2008. As well, so I but I know I think she had some tr- some time to see before that it wasn't I couldn't find it, but and then rounding it out we have uh, Joe Canales who is an, a former deputy city manager under Jesus Garza as well our interim who will be serving as a special assistant to the interim city manager. So again, we have a, a write up of these in the show notes as well as uh, sort uh, links to their respective LinkedIn's. But major news that dropped, and I'm I'm sure. There will be some other changes happening. I know this month, most, most likely, I think what we were, what we've read, the city manager, city manager Hayes Garza, is just going through. You know, there's an ongoing organizational review, but definitely uh, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of shifts. Yeah, definitely, and I think, um, you know, 
depending on um, when we get a permanent city manager, I don't think that those interim roles are going to be filled until we get somebody at the very top. Oh, no, um, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. And, and we'll, we'll get to that. Actually, there's, I know there was in the city, city council meeting next week. There's an item about relating to this. But yeah. so because beyond, you know, and I think for those who follow council and follow city of Austin government news, it's, you know, it's been well publicized, uh, just the amount, the number of current vacancies they had prior to our, our prior city manager, even Spencer Crunk, uh, leaving or resigning or being fired rather. Um, and I can't keep up with all this stuff sometimes, but there are several key roles that, um, uh, that still remain, remain open. We have again, an assistant team manager for mobility. Um, and then under that, there's the, there's the interim director for Austin Transportation Department. We have interim directors as well for Development Services Department, which is permitting, commercial residential, as well as code department for you know this building violation or any kind of city code violation or enforcement rather, and public works I believe as well. So and that that's top line. I know there are a lot in the, among amongst the junior ranks as well. There are. A lot of key vacancies. There was an article, I believe, in KXAN that we had in the BG Reads earlier this week about number of vacancies, for example, in the and there was like in the zoning department and zoning. So, um, but again, that all starts at the top. I think for these key executive roles, and I, I agree with you. I don't expect them to be filled until we get a permanent uh, a permanent C manager in place. And I and again, I would you know, it's like I wouldn't leave a job until I know who my boss ultimately is going to be. Right. Yeah. And then your company. So that being said, you know, and we had, we've done a write up of this before, but the pro the process to, to select uh, prior city manager, Spencer Crunk took about seven or took 17, 17 months, almost two years. Yeah. Right. To do. And so a little, a little under two years to do. And um, I know, you know, before, until that gets done, I don't think these other roles are, would be filled or they're going to, they're going to have the right candidate pool to pull to do it until they have a permanent chief there who then has a vision. And ideally there's, you know, an understanding of how council wants to, the relationship with council is going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So along those lines, so next week city council is meeting in work session on March 7th, Tuesday, and then the regular voting session on Thursday, March 9th. What can you tell us Hannah about some of the items that are going to be happening there? So just in the vein of the city manager, they've got an executive session um, two items, item 35 and 36 related to the city manager. And so that first one, item 35 is just, you know, related to the interim city manager. Um, they're just kind of doing an evaluation, discussing the, empl the employment duties and evaluation of the in interim city manager. And then item 36 is discussion of, um, you know, personnel and legal issues related to the search and appointment of a new city manager. So, you know, um, historically we know it took 17 months to find the last city manager, um, and that process wasn't exactly the most smooth thing in the world. So I definitely think they're going to have to review that last process and see, you know, where can we um, do better? Because one of the things I think the community and um, based on articles I've read, uh, there's a lot of issues about transparency and, you know, why weren't they announcing the candidates? Um, and so we'll definitely see how that hammers out, but it's going to be you know, this is the first step in potentially hiring a new city manager. And so we shall see. I agree. I mean, the transparency part, communications part is going to be uh, crucial and essential for council in this process. Uh, just again, knowing the, the level of visibility that I think people, the public is now more aware or is more aware of the, of the authority and you know, power of the city manager. 
is going to be in, open up the level of scrutiny to the selection, both the process and then themselves, the candidates as well, uh, and how those candidates are vetted and, just, and how they are, you know, and, and how they are engaged or the public engages with them with them prior to finals being picked is going to be essential. And again, all of this is under the lens or under the the you know the clock, I guess the of a of a upcoming election cycle too, right? So you know, I think both the departure removal of our prior city manager, what's going on now, all of this, you know, is is going to be in some way fodder for those members who are looking to run for seeking re-election on the dais, as well as well as uh, folks who are looking uh, aspiring to be on the council dais too, for better or for worse. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and then from the, you know, just from the city services side, right? I think it's, I think right now with the team that's interim city manager, Jesus Garza has assembled, you know, there are folks he's worked with. And, you know, there's an article or a posting from, I think it was Ryan Saunders, the statesman in about the nineties and zero, you know, 2000s, uh, vacation, vacation of city hall. And, um, you know, but again, I think it's, yeah, the right, the right city staff leadership team for him and people he's worked with, who have experience with city of Austin, and you know, time will tell. But you know, it, it's his. It's his. It's truly right now. It's uh, it's uh, Seaman Regards' uh, ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, once again, he also had, from what we understand, had a a good run with the city. He got to retire and yeah, a very good run. Ninety four, two thousand two, I believe. And yeah, you know, for, for you know, the city city manager position, y'all is um, it, it's inherently political. We've talked we talked before. On certain prior episodes, but it's yeah, you know, I, I give anyone who can, especially for cities that are growing like our growing like ours. And from what I've read, I was, I was a, I was a child in the nineties, but it was very my Austin politics um, wasn't it wasn't a, a quiet place then. It wasn't like it was it wasn't like it wasn't it was very active in, in different areas and grow. Our city's always been growing, and so I think not having met him directly, but anyone who's been in a position like he has and was able to retire. Of their own volition, and then move on to be a CEO of a major, you know, uh, you know, hospital system. He, he knows his stuff. I'll give him. I mean, not knowing him, just that the you know stats don't lie like that. So I'm excited to see from the city services side what he brings in city management, and then how you know his. I mean, for the time being, you know, he he is the CEO. He is the CEO of the city. So what he'll he'll have at least one budget budget cycle to go through. And just what his vision is and how he, you know, ultimately it's going to be how he and his team both communicate that vision to the ranks and, you know, the city, the city staff ranks and then or city of Austin ranks and as well as aligning with council and their police priorities. But we'll be watching that in real time. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we have, oh, how about the charging station item too? Yeah, so item 27 for this next week's council meeting is going to be directing the city manager to create a plan to increase the number of direct current fast charging stations for electric vehicles equitably throughout the city. Um, And so that's going to be great because I think one of the things that um, the city of Austin does a great job of is putting a lot of them downtown and they're all Mm -hmm. Tesla charging stations. Um, And one of the quirky things about charging stations is that um, Tesla requires a different plug-in for some vehicles than... um, a lot of other brands of vehicles that are electric vehicles. And so um, doing this, I think is going to open up the opportunity for a lot more people to a own electric vehicles and charge them throughout the city. So, um, you know, and utilize them more throughout the city. And so I think this is great. Um, 
And I'm excited to see this because I know I was potentially thinking about getting an electric vehicle, but it's kind of impossible right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's good stuff. All right. And then lastly is good stuff. And then lastly, we have the, the start of South by Southwest festival. So South by Southwest or South by kicks off on Friday, March 10th. Obviously we know there'll be unofficial events that are going on around it pretty much the whole month of March. Um, Expect to have be South by activity, but the official events kick off Friday, March 10th and off we go through the 19th. So it's going to be, you know, that, that itself is going to be exciting. I think it's good from the city's point of view, you know, it, the amount of traffic, the amount of uh, amount of people will come here, spending those dollars, the hotel dollars, the food, the local vendors. It you know we we saw during the pandemic when we this it didn't happen when South by didn't happen, ACL fest fest didn't happen. These big events, what the real economic economic ramifications are for our city and for, particularly for small businesses. So I know you know if you live downtown, if you know you know most of, a good part of our team is downtown or around downtown. Expect traffic, but think it's it's great for the city. Hopefully, the weather we have today holds. We're, we're through our we're through our bad weather season. You know, knocking on wood, and we get back to just um, you know business. You, you know, well, I guess what counts as normal for the city, but just focusing on services and right getting just delivery for service delivery for for constituents for Austin nights, and just manage you know how we build. So, Hannah, anything else you want to add? Um, I think that's pretty much it. I, or I guess additionally, Austin Energy, if you are a resident of Austin, you probably got a lot of emails, um, text messages this week saying it's going to rain, there's going to be wind, your power might go out. Um, but luckily, the weather wasn't too bad. And I think likely we're going to see that type of communication from Austin Energy. Oh, for sure. For sure. Which is smart. I mean, I if that's anything less than that probably is not advice and i'm out of i'm out in that business but i was i would advise over communicate you know is probably the order of the day for going forward yeah definitely and i think maybe a few people lost power but um i haven't looked at the power outage i just saw power outage map i just saw a few tweets um and it looks like we were still in like 99 something percent of austin had power so that's really great i'm into that but um yeah other than that it feels a lot less crazy and like we're living in a movie. So <laughs> no, that's great. All right. Well, y'all have a great weekend uh, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the BG podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your colleagues. The BG podcast is available on Apple podcast, SoundCloud, and Spotify. The BG podcast is a product of the Bingham group LLC an Austin-based lobbying firm serving businesses, nonprofits, and trade associations at the municipal and state level. You can learn more about the Bingham Group at www.binghamgp.com. That's B-I-N-G-H-A-M-G-P.com. And for the latest firm news and content updates, follow us on LinkedIn. We'll have a link in the show notes. Thank you.